Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. As my guest Dave Scullin likes to say, there's often a corner you can't foresee. And for Dave, that corner was what led him to join Communities Foundation of Texas as the president and CEO in 2017. Dave is highly respected, I want you to know, as a financial expert and as a multifaceted leader with a wide range of experiences from his career with two very prominent global professional services firms. Well, he had recently retired and he was ready to expand his expertise and, um, and really, as he said to me, a desire to make a difference in the world. Mm. So when we met recently, Dave told me about that corner uh, that I mentioned, mm. and that corner has become a cornerstone, and that's that cornerstone driver is what he's all about. People say, you know, he's a builder. He's a builder, so mm. cornerstone is perfect. Mm. He builds people. He builds teams. And so welcome, Dave. Thank I'm you, so glad to have you on the show Me today. Me too. I'm excited. And I want you to tell us about um, that corner that led you to where you are today. Yeah, well, um, for anybody listening, if they think they know what's around the corner, you really don't. You try to plan for the future, mm. uh, but then you're always surprised, and that's the beauty of life. But I was two weeks into my retirement, and I, I retired because I, had, I ran out of dates. Uh, uh, it was a contractual arrangement with my last uh, uh, firm. At a certain date, you have to retire. Mm -hmm. So I did. So I was now looking at the next thing to do, and I had plans, as you pointed out. But I got this call from a very prominent national uh, search firm, and they said, hey, Dave, are you interested? And I thought, I don't, I don't want another job. I almost hung up before he asked the question. I, I let him finish. He said, it's the CEO position at Communities Foundation of Texas. So I sat down in my chair and said, oh, my gosh, that's a fabulous organization. But then I came back to reality and said I had no connection with them whatsoever. I don't even know any of the trustees. I know it's a great organization, so it's not likely to be me. And he said, well, don't say that so fast. We've just finished the criteria for the position, and I've known you a number of years. We're going to do a national search, but you'd be a good candidate. So I said, send it to me, and he did. And I read the criteria, and I thought, oh, wow. Well, if that's really what they're interested in, I probably am a candidate. I'll have to give it some thought. The next day, um, I had a situation with my only grandchild at the time. He had just turned one year old, and we'd celebrated two weeks earlier, and we thought he had come down with the flu, and it turns out he went in uh, for a checkup, and he was going to intensive care at Dallas Children's Hospital mm. because a pathogen had gotten into his body and was starting to shut down certain organs, specifically the kidneys. So we got down to the hospital, and... Uh, he had five physicians around him. He was on um, uh, dialysis. He was intubated. He had more uh, tubes coming out of him, and we just sat down, and we didn't know what we were in for. Seventeen days he was in, um, and he's, he's substantially better. He's going to be fine. Uh, okay. But the second day, we came out of the hospitals late at night, 
dimly lit, except on the first floor they had a showcase. And so we walked by the showcase and it said, but not for these organizations, we would not be able to deliver the services here that we do. And in the first row was Communities Foundation of Texas. Whoa. And I just sat down again. And all the way home, my wife drove and I didn't say a word. And I realized I'm going to be serious about this and I'm going to be a serious candidate. Um, seven, six months later, 50 candidates later, I think 49 quit because the process was so involved. <laughs> and that they were left with me and I had this amazing opportunity to work with Communities Foundation of Texas, a, a great, great organization. Isn't that an incredible story? There's no mm. doubt yeah. this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing I right think so. now. Yeah. You know, um, Dave, as you continue to build through the Communities Foundation, of course, uh, to help communities and, and those disadvantages, mm -hmm. disadvantaged who are striving for a better life. Right. Uh, there's a great video on your website yes. that we took a clip of, and I'd like to show that Please. to give a really simple overview of a very complex organization. Great. So let's watch. Communities Foundation of Texas was founded in 1953 on a simple yet remarkable notion that every day we have an opportunity to make tomorrow better. Since our inception, Communities Foundation of Texas has granted over $1.8 billion through more than 1,000 charitable funds. We have two sides to our work. One, we work with individuals, families, and businesses to make their giving easy, effective, and enjoyable. And two, we lead key programs that make a lasting impact here locally, across the state, and beyond. So Dave, this is a, a goodness, a tremendous pool of resources that you have. Now yes. that you're really ingrained in this, <laughs> what, do you, what do you do every day? <laughs> um, I'll just tell you, I jump out of bed, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and when I park at CFT, I take the stairs two at a time. Uh, that's how I feel about the work that we do. Uh, because I know we're making a difference. I know I'm working with a hundred great people that are all aligned around the same purpose mm -hmm. and we're anxious to get at it. Mm. it. How many people would love to to really want to jump two steps at a time? <laughs> I know? don't know. It, it, it's uh, I've always had energy uh, <laughs> and I've my work has given me energy. So I had a long challenging career, a lot of travel Successful. and many are when they're done, they're done. Mm -hmm. And at some point in their career, some lose their connection to what they're doing and their passion starts to seep. Mm -hmm. Mine never did. Uh, my work gave me passion, and certainly this work gives me passion and energy. And, and, uh, and it shows. I mean, the cameras are picking it up. You're just <laughs> beaming, yeah. and that says it all. Mm. You know, I found some recent research that, uh, about generosity mm. and about giving. Mm. And it, this is research from uh, Nature Communications. Mm. And there is actual now statistical information that says when you are a consistent, generous giver, mm. and it isn't about how much, mm. it's just the sense of why well, I want to give. When you're a consistent, generous giver, it actually has ramifications for you long-term in your well-being, in your health, and in your life. You live longer and you're happier. That's a fact. Uh, we've experienced that. I've experienced a dimension of that myself. Uh, mm -hmm. Through my 40 years in the business community, uh, I did a number of things that were supporting 
nonprofits uh, and civic ventures. Uh, I was on a couple of chambers of commerce. I supported uh, a, a number of different nonprofits, and that was meaningful work to me. But it just—it was really scratching the surface. Uh, my priority was biggest priority was other things, and so now having the opportunity to get myself consumed by in this ecosystem of philanthropy and be close to the nonprofits that are delivering the services. Uh, it has added richness to my life uh, and has opened up apertures that were open, but only, you know, I made a, a window into a door. <laughs> uh, and uh, I would encourage anybody who's listening that just touches on the, on the front of helping others and, and does it as a side dimension to the rest of their life to look for ways to open that aperture. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it just adds value to your life. Well, you know, that you have a good point because in the workplace, we do give because our organization says mm -hmm. we are supporting this right. nonprofit right. and that. And, right. and so you will get involved and you will do a committee work and mm -hmm. so forth. But, but I love that analogy of opening it into a door. And, and um, I'm certainly doing it. And you're right, it does make a difference. Mm -hmm. When you think about the simplicity mm -hmm. of the two things <laughs> that, uh, that the organization really does, just make it real simple. The two things are? Well, we, we, we support donors uh, that love their community and they want to make a difference. And so we help them. We're donor-focused and donor-centric. We want to help them on one end. So we have a lot of our efforts towards building that spirit of giving and helping families do what they want and teaching their, their children what philanthropy means and so forth. That's one dimension. The other dimension is we've got, we're supporting the nonprofits in the community, either through fundraising, North Texas Giving Day is the nor most successful giving day nationally. It and that's is. here in North Texas. Right. And we have multiple other programs where we're directly involved in delivering services. We're very involved in education. We're very involved in helping the economically disadvantaged families stay above the poverty line. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're involved in shedding light on what the issues really are in southern Dallas and informing the community kind of what the extent of the challenges are and maybe highlighting some opportunities for a solution. So one end helping donors, the other end is being relevant directly in the community with the nonprofits. That's very simple. <laughs> So harder, so harder to do than you think. Right, I know. I'm, I'm, I know. I researched all of this and yeah. I took the tour, and mm. I've learned so much. Yeah. Is there a story that you have in the two years you've been there, Dave? That yeah. that's more personal to you. In other words, you know, the organization is doing all these yeah. things, but what about you? Is there something? There's a lot of stories, uh, but the one that's most vivid in my mind. Um, over a year ago, we are all aware of Hurricane Harvey and what it did to the Gulf Coast uh, yes. uh, in Texas and, and in other nearby states. Mm -hmm. um, and the education leaders, when that happened, they uh, went back to the Katrina experience. Do you know that so many students, the ones that are economically disadvantaged, they had bought their books for school and they had gotten clothes for school and they started going to school and they, all that was wiped out and they didn't have any more economic resources. And many of them dropped out of school and then think about the implications of that for the rest of their life, not getting the education they need. 
uh, just the, the, the societal impact, the mm -hmm. personal impact is enormous. And these educational leaders said, we've got to do something. Mm -hmm. um, and they went to our Educate Texas organization, which is statewide focused on elevating and improving education here in Texas. That's part of CFT. They had relationships with the leaders and said, what can you do? And they came to the, the, the rest of the foundation and said, let's put together a fund. And these, these leaders created the money for the fund. We got $3 million over the span of about a month from different wow. sources, national sources, national funders. And they came to us because they knew us. Uh, and so we set up this fund, and we helped hundreds of students stay in school. And the personal part about it is for about 90 days, a week didn't go by where I didn't get a couple letters from students, handwritten letters. Uh -huh. Here's what this difference made to me. And they wrote it, David Scullin. Communities Foundation of Texas. Well, it wasn't me. It was our organization was being part of this whole thing, but my name was on the check that they got, and they wrote me a personal letter. I am telling you, <laughs> I've never had anything like that in my life, and it is it moved me. Still, that, still moves me. Well, because that's a real person to a real person. Yes. And as a kid, however old they were, mm. they, they were just writing to a real person and saying thank you. That's great. Mm. So your work is pretty serious, but I think you must be a fun person to work for because <laughs> I don't know if the camera can see this, but you're wearing a fun tie. What is it? Oh What's gosh. on your tie? Well, I'm a little embarrassed, but it's it's uh, <laughs> it, it's an e it's an Eskimo standing on an igloo, uh, <laughs> and uh, they're all individual igloos and individual. Not uh, es I said Eskimo. It's penguins. Excuse me. Uh, and then the back end of the tie shows them getting together. Uh, and being together and having collaboration on a larger um, uh, iceberg. So it, it, you know, there is a message There's to a it, meaning, and it is kind of fun. And it is kind of fun. Yeah. So when you are not doing all this, all this with the foundation, what do you do for fun? Well, you know, the, the next most important priority to me uh, is my family uh, and my bond uh, with, I have two children, uh, and a wonderful wife that I've been married to for 42 years, oh, and um, 43 years. Excuse me. Yeah, get it right. Uh, she's been, do it uh, right. It's been it's been spectacular, <laughs> and my bond with my two children. I now have three grandchildren uh, between those uh, the, the, my two kids, and my bond with them is that I'm going to be even more actively involved day to day in the lives of my grandkids than I was with my two children. Um, I did a lot of traveling when I was a younger man, mm -hmm. and I think that I was a good father, and I was a better father because I had a, a, they had a great mother. Uh, but I want to be more involved uh, day to day with them than I have in the past. That's my bond, and I'm trying to honor that. That's a big commitment and a good one. <laughs> Again, you're doing a whole lot of things right. <laughs> So yeah. here's a question about leadership, Dave. Yeah. When in your career did you really get it that you were a leader? Mm. Um, do you remember when that moment happened and what was, what was that about? Um, I'm kind of an independent guy and I always, uh, I always thought about what, what I would do in a circumstance if I didn't have somebody telling me what we needed to do. And even as a, a young professional, I always tried to, and I was mentored, to be thinking about what if you were in charge, what would you do? That's good mentoring. And, and the suggestion wasn't go do it. Uh, 
right. yeah, go consult with if you're going to do something significant. But I want you to always think that way and get your mind frame set up saying, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And then you can observe what's being done and you can learn from that. In some cases, you'd say, I would have done that better and it would have been better or, mm -hmm. oh, I'm glad I really learned something from that. So uh, I, as a, I, I think I've, I've, I've tried to be a leader in most of my professional career, and I'm certainly consulting with our own team, and I share my view on this. I said, you know, you're all leaders. We yes. have different responsibilities, but every one of you is a leader here, mm -hmm. and unless you are, then this organization cannot accomplish what it needs to be in terms of our North Star, which is to be a foundation for a thriving community. It takes everybody being a leader to it do does. that. It does, and you know, you made a good point in saying you're all leaders, because I often hear participants in a workshop will say, well, but but he's the boss, his title in essence. Yeah. You have to have a yeah. title. Yep. No, 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 no. Yeah. You can be a leader anywhere uh, at any level. You can. This is an interesting thing too that I have found, Dave, I'd love you to comment on it. In one particular leadership workshop uh, scenario, I have a, a stack of, of papers that the boss has filled out hmm. that uh, the, uh, set, the uh, agreement is, okay boss, Let's pretend you're not there, and crisis happens. Mm. And so you are going to leave your team with this stack <laughs> that you were going to have to do something with. Mm -hmm. And so we fill it out. You know, I make sure it's got a little bit of everything in it. But it's got real type things. It's got things that are crisis oriented. Mm -hmm. It's got things that are to do lists. All the things that you would have on your stack, right? Yeah. So the the um, Scenario is the participants in a group have to get together and they have to take this and prioritize what they would do mm -hmm. if they were the boss. Mm. And then the boss comes in later and gives feedback on, mm. well, that worked. You're, you're right. I would have done that. Or, oh, my gosh, what were you thinking? Yeah, yeah. Love that. Isn't that interesting? Yes, great. Might be something to, to try. So um, <laughs> what is success, really? You know, it's more intangible than you might think. Um, I remember at my retirement event from my last role um, speaking to that point, and mm -hmm. I was reflecting back on my career, and a number of people had spoken about me, and I was, you know, I, I hate that. I just, it's hard for me to hear that because I, I don't put myself in that position. But you do that for retirement events because sure. others have things to express, and I was very thankful. But as I got up and said, you know, the things I think about in my career, it, it, it was the success was not the promotions, it was not the new clients that I got and the awards that I won. Those were all there, but really the half-life of memory on that is shorter. What are the vivid memories of the people you've helped be successful? The problems that you have solved collectively working with other people? The challenges that you overcame? It's kind of working closely with people um, are the, the deepest, broadest memories. In my opinion, success is helping other people be successful. Uh, it's working together in a, in a collaborative way with great people, solving a dilemma and addressing a dilemma and making someone's life uh, better. That's what success is. And um, actually, you never get to that ultimate goal. You just move on to some other dimension and you're always trying to 
you're, you're trying to create those dimensions. Those are the dimensions of success, and it's personal realization. Mm. And that's the only kind of leaders I want on this show because mm. the other kind don't last very long, mm. and that's probably a good thing too. Mm. So I had asked you when we were together to leave us with some of your pearls of wisdom yeah. that uh, you're, you're teachable. You're teaching. You're doing exactly <laughs> what this is all about, what yeah. are teachable points of yeah. view. Uh, so leave us with as many as you want. Okay. Well, the one I think about every day is add value every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can do that. Um, part of it is showing up. Uh, some days you feel better than others, and I don't recommend people going to work sick. But, no. um, you know, it, it, it's adding value every day. What can you do that will add value on that day to others, to your work, to your community? And if you focus on that, put a little pressure on yourself to take that extra step to add value, that's very important. Uh, another one that that's sticks in one. my mind is, is uh, all of us are better than any one of us. Uh, and as it, it, you may think that you have the path. Uh, and I learned, and this is something I learned over years, I mean, you may think you know the path, and, and the group is looking to you as the leader to really set the, uh, that path ahead. And you should resist some of that. You should be organized and structured to say, I think I know which path that we're going to go on. Mm-hmm. But get the leaders together and have them help you create it. And they'll make your ideas better than you would. They, they'll even change some of them, which is just fine. Then you'll realize you have people engaged around something. So all of us is always better than any one of us. And I guess the third one I, that uh, I think about a lot is be open to change. Uh, if if, if change. Uh, we, we often look at change in terms of the threat, and there are threats there, but it's always an, also an opportunity. And if you want to achieve things that you haven't achieved before, you have to be willing to do things you haven't done before. And so just well the more said. you can embrace that, mm-hmm. uh, mm. you're so much better. The book, uh, Who Moved My Cheese, you're so much better off moving your own cheese than <laughs> reacting to somebody else moving it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, I was at a book review this morning, and there's a new book out, and I'm sorry I can't remember the title, but it's a, it's a big think book, yeah. and it's all about... We are in such a changing world. Mm, we don't we, we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And when we don't know what we don't know, we try to find out what we don't know, and that's impossible. Mm. And so uh, we have to be flexible. Mm. We have to be open. Mm. So in summary, you were talking about adding value every day. Yeah. What if someone says, well, I don't know what, what do you mean by that? Well, um, if we spend any time together, those questions evolve because I always turn that back. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I try to elevate personal accountability and responsibility. I ask people. I get their input before I make major decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to make a decision, but I like hearing what people... If I have the time to make a decision, I usually poke around a little bit. Uh, if we're setting goals, I want an individual to set their own goals, uh, and then I can give input to those goals. They usually set them higher. So I want to set that personal leadership and that independence uh, so that if, if I have someone that constantly thinks in the terms of what adds value or what do you want me to do today, that's somebody that's probably not going to be a leader in my organization. Interesting. Yeah. I hope people are listening. We've got to figure it out ourselves. We, There's we really always do. value to give. 
always, sometimes it's just helping somebody else. That adds a huge amount of value. Incidentally, um, we, I mentioned earlier, we put on North Texas Giving Day. Mm -hmm. Last year we raised over $48 million, last year, a few months ago. And if you saw our organization, we have uh, 10 people that are full-time focused on North Texas Giving Day, and then we have the rest of the organization. That is, the day get closer, we all get more and more involved. I bet. And they help towards that. Mm -hmm. And when the year is done and we do the evaluations, there's not a lot on their list for those. The other 90, I made this happen. But they are crucial to it. We could never put that on and bring sure. scale to it without everybody pitching in. They added value because they see that it's part of our North Star. Um, Having the vision that's what you're all they about. Have it. That's yeah. great. And then you talked about um, uh, consistently, well, earlier you said something about consistently care for others, which you're doing every day. Uh, the piece about the personal accountability and um, taking it on yourself. It's just interesting. One of the often questions that I will get as a consultant is the boss will say, how can I hold my people accountable? That, that seems like such a silly question. Yeah. But it is out there, and then Han, do you have a comment on that? I'd love to. Hear. No, I, well, it's 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 um, it's not very productive. Uh, <laughs> it, it's you're really asking the question, the wrong question at the wrong time. Right. You have evidently not gotten your team engaged around the organization's goal and strategy and where you're headed and mm -hmm. what needs to be done. If you've done all of those things, we we'll all have some degree of accountability for what the organization is achieving. Okay. And th by the way, they've set individual goals and we can always go back to those goals. Those goals need to tie into what we're trying to do. They really, if you take the time, you can get it all synced up. And if you do, it is incredibly powerful. And it takes the leader that knows how to get it all synced up, Dave. So you're very humble, but um, it starts at the top. And then the last one about handling change, of course, we, we have to do that. No one loves change but a wet baby, if you heard that. <laughs> I um, This has been fascinating because mm. I did take the tour. Carol yeah. was so gracious in showing me. Mm. I mean, it's a huge building mm. with all these hundred people, is it, that are working together? Yeah, not all hundred are in that building. We have a few people in the Rio Grande Valley where mm -hmm. we're running a collective impact organization like Commit Runs here in mm -hmm. Dallas. We're mm -hmm. doing it in the Rio Grande Valley. We have an advocacy group that's focused, and they're based in Austin, but maybe 90 of the hundred uh, are there. And about half of our people, or uh, that group is is works in about half of the building. The other half of the building we use to build our spirit of collaboration with nonprofits, and they use it. We have twenty two thousand people came through our building last year for various meetings and convenings, and that's what we nice do. Nice place to have meetings. It's a great place to have meetings. Well, <laughs> and the thing that I noticed on the tour is yeah. what you're just doing, and that is I'd walk by, and mm -hmm. no one was really, we didn't take time to say that this is Valerie, yeah. but they would look up, and every single person smiled. <laughs> now, that says a whole lot. It does say a lot. I'm proud of that. I, you should be. Yeah. So if, if listeners want to know more about this, where should they go to see your brand new site, right? Uh, we have a new website, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, it's uh, uh, www.cftexas.org. 
love to have your feedback on our site. Go into it. The, the uh, film that you, uh, your listeners saw just uh, heard a few moments ago is on that site. You can hear the whole film. I think we shortened it for this, uh, right. for this cast. Um, and you'll see some of the photos of our people mm -hmm. uh, and our mission and what we're trying to do. And for if you're uh, in this community and you want to say, I, I want to have more impact, but I'm not sure what to do. And we hear that constantly. Yes. That's what we do. We can help with that. Mm -hmm. We don't want to sell anything to anybody. All we want is to help them open up the aperture of what's in their heart and, and help them connect that to their mind come and join us. Um, we've got a thousand accounts. Uh, you don't have to be a zillionaire. You'd be very surprised and we support everybody. And oh, it's, it's a long game over time. The more we connect people to this community and how they can be helpful, we add value to their lives. They help their community. What's not to like about that picture? Not much. Dave, thank you for doing thank so you. much right. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> You're very kind. And I want everyone to come back next week when we'll have another fabulous leader talking about their stories and what they're up to. So until then, do it right. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.